It's a mystery still looming over the Hampton Roads community. Now, prosecutors are disappointed with today's hey, results. Welcome to my channel. My name is Amanda, and if you're new here, we talk about all things true crime related. Now, I just finished the video that I just did on some updates and all that good stuff, and I still have time before the kids come, so I decided to knock a few more out, but I'll do it in a separate video. First, again, do all the YouTube things, like subscribe, share the video. One of the main reasons I wanted to jump back in is it appears that Sarah Boone was back in court. It looks like she had a court appearance on January 16th, 2024, where her case was continued. I want to say there's another hearing in May now. Her trial was supposed to go forward at the end of this month. If you're new to the Sarah Boone case, it looks like she was arrested in February of 2020 and charged with the second degree murder of her then boyfriend, Jorge Torres Jr. She calls him George. It looks like Jorge to me, as we all know, she's had some issues with her previous lawyer and now she has a new lawyer. So they requested a continuance to be continued till May. I'm sure there'll be a treat pre-trial conference to see where they are and hopefully after that they can schedule a trial but it probably won't be till the end of 2024 maybe early 2025 but we'll go ahead and see i know that there is a lot in this case uh, if you've seen any of the interviews or anything not the interviews the interrogation or the body cam video then you know that there's going to be a lot of videos introduced in court fair that you all are assuming that the marks that he has on him are from me we asked you where they came from. I have no idea. Well, nobody else was there, so nobody else was there. I have no idea. I swear I did not lay a hand on him. Okay. You just zipped them in the bag. Nor he. You just zipped them in the bag. And then you flipped the bag around several times. I didn't do that intentionally. You didn't intentionally flip the bag around? No. Why would I do that? Well, you Good told question. Me you did. did. When and he was upside down. Right. Well, you had to put them upside get, down. You can't get in a suitcase upside down yeah. because the... Oh, my gosh. Well, you put the See, stuff that's in where his body was? That's unfortunate. Was okay, but nobody else is there. <laughs> that's well, we have a video thing. showing the, the suitcase in several different positions. So uh, it shows, one, like she just said, it had to have been on its back with the lid open for him to get in there for you to zip it up. Then it shows it on the other side with him in it, so you had to flip it to there. Then there's another video where it's on his back again, so you had to flip it I'm there. leaving it like this, please. I'm leaving it like this. I did not intentionally do this. So basically what happened that night is Sarah told police that her and George were having a good night drinking, doing puzzles, and they decided to play hide and seek, at which point she zipped him up in a suitcase, ran upstairs, ended up passing out, and he passed away in a suitcase. There are some crazy interviews. She seems like a character. She's on like her seventh attorney, but she eventually will go to trial at some point. We shall see. She, like I said, has had a lot of problems with her attorney. Her last attorney was just taken or requested to be removed from her case because basically not even looking at her case, not calling her, not having the right phone number to receive phone calls from her. She just wrote letters. So it was crazy. It is crazy. She seems like a character, like I said, but her trials continued until May. Now, it's weird because I found like no articles on this. I only found like one little thing from Court TV just saying there's a continuance till May. So I'm not exactly sure the date, but I will go ahead and keep you guys updated on that. Now, an update on a video I did about Jennifer Brown. It appears her case has gone through the trial process. Her accused murderer, Blair Watts, was found guilty of first-degree murder on Wednesday, December 13, 2023. And it looks like he was immediately sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole because that is the mandatory sentence for first-degree murder in Pennsylvania. 
Now, 43-year-old Jennifer Brown of Limerick Township was last seen alive on January 3rd. Her body would later be found in a wooded area behind an industrial facility on January 18th. Now, there would be things found at her gravesite or her burial site and found inside the house that would link the two together. An autopsy would be done and it found that her cause of death was homicide by unspecified means. So... When Jennifer went missing, she was reported missing by a business partner slash friend, Blair Watts. Blair and Jennifer were going into business for Birdie's Kitchen, which was a restaurant that Blair was going to run, and Jennifer basically invested in it. I believe it was like around 17000 she put in it. There were some issues. Basically, he just lied to everybody about it. He seemed like a con man, and it appeared that maybe Jennifer caught on and was like, "What? what's going on with my money? What? What's happening? And she was murdered. Now... After he murdered her, he would, I guess, take her son and put him on the bus the next day. And then when he got off the bus the next day on January 4th, he would report her missing, saying that he only took the son for the night and that she was supposed to get him from the bus stop and she never appeared. Now, he was the last one to see her. There's a lot of evidence against him where he was, like I said, found guilty. He was sentenced to life. And hopefully this is the last time we hear from Blair Watts. But I doubt it because these people always come up on appeal at some point. I'm sure that he will be upset that he did this and will be spending the rest of his life in jail to think about it. Now, another case that I covered that was pretty well known in the news. The Jennifer Brown case wasn't covered that much. If I didn't mention, I was going to go ahead and link that video right here so you can catch up on the Jennifer Brown case. But as we move into the next case that I covered, I covered quickly before her trial started. And that is of Caitlin Armstrong, who was convicted of murdering Anna Mo Wilson. I'll go ahead and link that video here so you can go ahead and watch that to get all the details. Basically, it appeared that in the court documents that I read that maybe Colin and Anna or Mo or Mariah, she liked to be called Mo, Colin and Mo appeared to have more of a non-platonic relationship. It appeared that he'd be like lying to Caitlin about stuff. But as it came out through trial, it appears that Colin just seemed like a shitty boyfriend. And he seemed like just a shitty person, in my opinion, the way he acted towards cameraman and people i mean he was being portrayed and they're asking him hard questions and i'm sure he hated being there but still you don't have to treat everybody like crap but he doesn't seem like a very nice guy but that's just my opinion again just because he is not a nice guy doesn't mean he deserves to be in the situation he is in right now but this is what happens when you lie to people and it just seemed like they had a weird not good relationship caitlin and colin but that's just my opinion again so details came out through the trial about how their relationship was rocky and there seemed to be something just about mo that bothered caitlin and that is why she took her life i was always confused about why she would risk taking this person's life and then not being with her like what's the point of that now you're not with your boyfriend she ran on the run she ran to Costa Rica before she was arrested after 43 days she started a life there I guess she was seeing someone new so after 43 days if your boyfriend mattered this much to you for some for you to murder over somebody like how could you just move on from that but it appears that it was something about Mo, Mo that got under her skin like something that just bothered her that she couldn't accept Mo being a part of her boyfriend's life even it seemed like she they were friends now granted at one point they had a you know, more than friendship, apparently. And maybe Colin was, like, leading her on, but it appeared, like, when they went out, they weren't doing anything inappropriate. But again, we weren't there. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Mo should still be alive no matter what. But again, Caitlin was found guilty, and she was sentenced to 90 years in prison on November 17th. And lastly, let's talk about what is happening in the trial of 
Corey Bixby versus the state of Virginia. I went ahead and did a video on four-year-old Cody Bixby. I'll go ahead and place it right here where you can watch the details of that. But in a nutshell, Cody's father, Corey Bixby, reported him missing to the Hampton Police Department, which is in Virginia, on January 31st, 2022, saying basically when he woke up, Cody was not in his bed, and he saw Cody about seven hours prior to this at like 2 a.m. I think he called at about 9 a.m. Now, the police response to this case I thought was pretty good. They seemed to come quick as fuck, bring the dogs, and have heavy search parties right away to try and find Cody. We are here on behalf of four-year-old Cody Bigsby. We received a call about nine o'clock this morning uh, from Corey Bigsby, who is the father of four-year-old Cody. Mr. Bigsby said that he woke up this morning and he found that his son Cody was missing. Mr. Big Bigsby said that he reached, uh, I'm sorry, he searched his home and he looked all over. His son was gone. There was, he was nowhere to be found. Our officers responded to the residence, which is located adjacent to me to my right. Our responding officers searched the home again, and we were also unable to find uh, Cody. There were other young children inside the home. The other kids are safe, and they are with us right now, along with Dad. Uh, Cody is an African-American child. He is about three and a half feet tall. He has a medium complexion and he's believed to be dressed in all black. And it seemed like the police had no success. And sadly, Cody's remains are still not found to this day. But that day, on January 31st, police brought Corey down to the police station to interview him. And he was given, actually, a lie detector test over the next few days. He was actually there for, like, four days. I don't know what was happening for a few days. He basically was just getting talked to and talked to. I would ask to go home at that point. Like, if you're not going to arrest me, go home. Because he pretty much did this to himself, in all honesty. But that's usually, I mean, he started doing it to himself in the first place. But so he was brought down to the police station, given the lie detector test, which I know isn't admissible in court. But I think they can be used to talk to people. I mean, you can still fight it. I feel like if you failed it, you could still be a piece of shit if you passed it. It is what it is. Corey was in for questioning. He would tell police that he left his four boys home alone to run errands. His oldest son was five years old, then Cody, who was four, and then he had twins who were only two at the time. So he left all four boys home alone, again, five, four, and two while he ran multiple errands on different days. And his reasoning for doing so was that it was just too much to bring them out, which I understand four kids under five. I couldn't imagine. I have three kids, as a lot of you know, and that was rough. Three years apart, I, it just makes me tired all the way down. I can't imagine that close together. However, you can't just leave them home if you didn't know can't leave your kids home. Well, with this information, police arrested Corey on six counts of neglect within days of his son's disappearance. Now, grand jury would indict him in June of 2022 with like 30 counts total of child neglect, things along those lines stemming from two incidences when Corey left his kids home alone. Now, his attorney was attempted to get him deemed unfit to stand trial, which would cause a delay in the trial as the defense would go back and forth with the prosecution, arguing if he was competent, if he was not competent. But finally, in June of, two June of 2023, and while this was happening in June of 2023, Corey was actually indicted on charges relating to the death of Cody. This is where the update finally comes in. This was all just recap. He was 
granted bond. In June of 2023, he was granted an $80,000 bond, which I find that weird that he was granted bond. Did I say granted those few times? Granted bond after he was indicted on murder charges. Now, he was actually released the same day he was granted bond. I'm sure this was by his family. His family has been fighting for him to get out of jail, saying that jail has really caused a deterioration of his mental health. He was also granted the right to have two separate trials, one for the neglect of all of his children and then another of the death of Cody. Since there were two different incidences, he was granted that right. Now, the trial for Cody was set to begin on November 6th. However, the defense requested a continuance, citing that they needed additional time to review the documents and evidence in the case. The defense said it would take him till at least December to finish reviewing everything. The prosecution pushed back saying that they had sent all the discovery to the defense attorney back in July, but ultimately the judge did grant the request for a continuance. So now his trial is set for March 4th through 8th of 2024. The judge also made a ruling in regards to a few motions that the defense brought forward. They wanted the confessions that Corey made in jail to be thrown out, saying that they were coerced, which, of course, she would say that because what else can you say about confessions? Now, it was three different confessions that would be allowed in. And one, he told the corrections officer that he went to get something out of his car on this day uh, around this time period when Cody was reported missing. So he went out to his car to get something. And when he returned, he found Cody at the bottom of the steps unresponsive. He tried CPR and stepped outside and prayed knowing that he was gone. From there, he told these officers that he put Cody in his car and drove him to a boulevard over in Virginia Beach. In another confession, he told corrections officers that he found Cody unresponsive. He attempted CPR, and once he realized that Cody could not be saved, he put him in a trash bag and in the back of his car for a few days. Now, they found a written confession in his jail cell where Corey said he hit Cody's head on the floor, hit him with his fist, and then he put him in the fridge after he was no longer alive. He would then bury him at some point. I don't believe it said where he buried him, and this letter said that all this took place on June 18th, 2021. Now, this is the date the prosecutors would list in their charging documents is Corey taking the life of Cody on or about June 18th, 2021, which was like two days before Father's Day. But it looks like he tries to minimize his role in these stories, like telling people through, in my opinion, these confessions could be a way of his telling his story to minimize what kind of monster he is. Basically, he's saying all these accidents took place because he feels like he's a disgusting human being or he comes off that way because he is. Now, I will keep you updated this as it hopefully goes to trial in March of 2024 and any other updates I sure we'll see some more it seems like this is a crazy case that is along the rest of them that have delays on delays on delays but if you're still here i appreciate you so much thank you for taking the time to stay with me through this whole thing if you could like the comment like the comment if you could like the video subscribe to the channel and there are some ways to support the channel in the description box like you could buy me a coffee i think there's some description box along with some links for my sources if you're in the audio version please make sure to leave a nice review please been a rough few weeks. Nice review or no review at all if you don't have anything nice to say, but that's okay. You don't have to say anything nice. We are judgment for you. Don't have to stay here. Feel free to move on if you are do not like this channel. But if you do, please again make sure to share the video with anyone that you like, all that good YouTube stuff. Until the next video, please stay safe out there. The world's an ugly place. Mm -hmm.